Welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast, a monthly opportunity to meet and connect with Fairfax County leaders, to learn about the latest county news and information, and hear more on specific Fairfax County programs and services. Now, here's your host, Jim Person, with this month's guest. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Connect with County Leaders. Today, we're joined again by Fairfax County Executive Brian Hill, and we have a whole slate of topics to talk about, familiar topics, but we're going to talk about the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, the county's fiscal year 2021 revised proposed budget plan, which went through markup on May 5th, as well as the third quarter review and what all that means as well as the reopening of America and Fairfax County government, and of course, much more. Mr. Hill, good to talk with you again, sir. Well, thanks for having me again, Jim. Hope all is well with you. Uh, telework is doing well by, by you, sir. Staying busier than I've ever been. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's the new normal, as we know. So doing a lot uh, remotely, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, you're, you're in the office every day, uh, have those meetings going on and trying to help lead the county through. So we uh, we thank you for your service and uh, everything going on during the coronavirus pandemic that you're doing. So I want to talk, first of all, right off the bat, I want to jump into a hot topic right now. Everybody wants to know, you know, the reopening of America. When is everybody going to get back to, <laughs> you know, normal and get everything open? What, what's, what can you tell us about the opening of Fairfax County government buildings? Well, I can tell nothing's going to be normal ever again. Uh, you know, right. I've... Uh, you you asked about Fairfax County buildings. The, the buildings are, are open to our staff. Uh, we have reworked how we've done our business. We are teleworking more and more. Uh, the folks that have to come in are engaging with uh, some public because some public need to have that engagement. Uh, you know, we are trying to get as much PPE, uh, personal protective equipment as possible. We are trying to normalize the curve. We can't flatten it, but we're trying to normalize it. And as we continue to move forward, that is our goal, that's our hope, and that is our mission. Uh, as I stated in the last podcast, you know, uh, I got a lot of feedback about me saying this is COVID-19, 20, and 21, and voila, uh, Governor Northam is saying we're going to be into next year. And I was like, wow, I mean, he must be listening to the podcast as well. Uh, so it'd be nice if he talked to us a little more, though, so we understand what he's doing on his executive orders. So we're a little bit ahead of the game. Uh, we've been dealing with the school district, talking with them. You know, I, I said to the superintendent, tell me how you're going to fit 197,000 kids in 161 school buildings uh, like you did before. So it's going to be a, a different way that we all do business. People have to be a little bit. Well, I'll just say this. People have to understand that this is not our normal, and we're all going to have to change. And like I've always said, change is only good when you're the one focusing on the change. When you're not the one focusing on the change and you're being told to change, that's when it's bad. And we're trying to stay ahead of the curve. I apologize for my, my misspoke, my misspeaking earlier. Fairfax County government, of course, is open for business and continuing to open. Um, what's 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 the plan? Have you got folks looking at it? What factors are going to determine when buildings open up for the public? And 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 I'll have other further questions about other things to come. But what, what's kind of the plan for the opening of the buildings to the public? Well, the plan is simple. Once we have reduced deaths from COVID-19, once we have reduced cases from COVID-19, once we're able to be in phase one of the governor's plan, um, the governor will be having a plan coming out 
I hope shortly. Uh, we have to look at that plan to see how we fit into it. But as of right now, uh, we have more deaths. We have more cases. We have more hospitalizations. Uh, we don't fit into phase one of the governor's plan nor the president's plan. As we are monitoring everything, I'm hopeful that we can get back to normalcy soon. I don't see it happening in the month of May because we have to have 14 consecutive days. I'm, I think I'm going to run out of days in May. Uh, hopefully, maybe June, July, uh, we come to wow. a place where we have flattened our curve and we're starting on a downward descent. But I will tell you this. Nothing's going to happen without public health. Uh, Dr. Gloria has done a bang-up job. Uh, she has put out statistics. She is following the phases and understanding the phases and where we are. She is going to be the person who guides the Board of Supervisors as well as myself about when reopening can happen for county buildings to all. Government buildings and county buildings are open to the county staff as we speak. But when we get back to the public, it's going to be a concerted effort with not only Dr. Gloria and our regional partners, because we all have to think about the region. Dr. Gloria Adayansu, the uh, director of the Fairfax County Health Department, but also the uh, director of the Fairfax Health District, which, of course, incorporates the towns and the cities within the county, the, uh, I think, largest health district in the state of Virginia. So a lot of activity and a lot of work going on for them. And I do want to uh, preface this by uh, letting our listeners know that our podcast is being recorded today on May 6th, and uh, that'll be important not only for a timestamp to know about what we're talking about with this coronavirus timeline, but when we get into the budget discussion, it'll help uh, help set up kind of a time frame for, for what we're talking about. The, the governor's first phase, as you mentioned, he was hoping that uh, reopening of business and, and workplaces in Virginia could begin on May 15th, and you mentioned the phase one uh, of the plan he had. It was like a three-phase uh, plan, but one of the key things uh, that he no uh, he said was his stay-home order originally uh, that he issued is now being called a safer at home. And I think that goes to your COVID-19 2021 and the, <laughs> the new normal that, uh, you know, we're, we're all going to continue to be safer at home for an extended period, probably. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I think we will be changing how we do business, period. And maybe it is more business from home and less public interaction, which, you know, just gets you to another place where we, we, we dialogue differently. And if we need to get things done, we have to be a little bit more creative. But there is a there is a uh, a plan in place, uh, I, I suppose, from the governor. And once we get it, uh, we will then react to the plan. I, I hate being a reactionary or a reactive county executive, but this mm. pandemic has created uh, many of us to be more reactive as opposed to proactive. What are what are some of the highlights? What are some of the things that uh, the county government has been doing since the last time we talked over the last couple of weeks in response to the coronavirus pandemic, whether it be operationally or uh, organizationally? Any any highlights or things that uh, you want to mention before we move on to another subject? Well, I want to say that we've had the ability to do a virtual uh, board of supervisor meetings, and I Channel 16 and Michael Lieberman and his crew have done a great job, as well as Clerk Services with uh, Jill Cooper, have done an excellent, excellent job in allowing us to move forward and continue to ensure that our public has an open and transparent government. 
Um, when you look at the operational standpoint, the operations from a standpoint of procurement, Kathy Muse is really doing the best that she humanly possible to get as much PPE in as possible for not only uh, the public safety folks, but also our uh, public works folks, uh, public health. And, you know, again, I've, I've been here 107 straight days. Uh, she has done as much as she possibly could can do to ensure that the PPE is, is getting to all of the folks that are coming in on a day-to-day basis because, you know, the government has to continue on. I look at uh, our budget team um, taking a budget that was <laughs> presented on February 25th with a three-cent tax increase, uh, opportunities for uh, housing, affordable housing, early child care readiness, body-worn cameras, environment, you name it, we had it in our budget to go to today and, and an 84, 80, sorry, $89 million transfer to the Fairfax County Public Schools to have that done, uh, redone by uh, March 7th, April 7th, sorry, with a slightly different twist on everything. Basically, everything that I just stated was taken out and we cut back even more um, to be able to do quarterly budget reviews has been absolutely remarkable and impressive. Um, again, I always make the, the notion of asking everybody to row in the right direction or in row in the same direction. And I believe we have been rowing in the same direction since this has started. You know, it's an unfortunate thing to have a pandemic. Uh, I hope in my lifetime I never have to deal with this again. But it's also right. a humbling experience because you never know what's happening. You're, you're not in control, but you have to create paths and synergy to allow the team to continue to move forward. And I think we've done a very good job from top to bottom. All our county staff should be patting themselves on the back. When we do reopen fully, my goal is to have all of our staff back on fully so we can move forward in Fairfax County. It's been it's been an incredible for us to, to, to go through this, and nobody could plan for this. You mentioned the uh, the budget, and I mentioned earlier the, the time stamp, if you will. We're recording this on May 6th, and on May 5th, the Board of Supervisors did what they call budget markup of the uh, fiscal year 2021 budget uh, at their uh, May 5th meeting. Can you, first of all, explain what we're talking about here? It's, it's like a three-step process. You have your budget that you present to the board. They do what's called markup. And then on May 12th, the board will officially adopt the budget. So explain the the difference, if you will, between markup and adoption. Well, i got to tell you something. It's more like a four-step process this year. Uh, When I I submitted the budget on the 25th, I thought I could put my feet up on the the desk upstairs and look out the window and see all the folks playing soccer on the ellipse um, to two weeks later presenting another budget um, on the 7th and then – allowing for public hearings on the 28th, 29th, and 30th of April, which were obviously moved back two weeks. And then to listen to all the testimony, 138 strong testimony, uh, call-ins, virtual, you name it, videos. It was interesting to go through this process in this fashion. Then we have the markup. And the markup is after you listen to the testimony, after you review the budget, what are the things that board members want to change, edit, add, subtract from the budget process? And that's what we uh, did on the Tuesday uh, meeting. That went pretty well. Uh, I don't believe that they took much out or added anything in, 
They did make a lot of commentary on certain things, which I totally agree with. But for the most part, they saw a budget that was a responsible budget and a pragmatic budget dealing with the time that we were in. Taking that budget and allowing the team to look at it on a quarterly basis to ensure that we can make it through the year is going to be the next hurdle for us. So we adopted on on the 12th. We implement for July 1. But every quarter, we're going to be looking at this, looking at it to see if we're on target to getting through the year, because the ultimate goal of our budget is to provide the services to each and every resident, as well as ensure that each and every staff member continues to work and is fully employed in Fairfax County. The, uh, the budget, as you said, uh, no, no changes from the revised budget presentation that you gave, and it does maintain the current real estate tax rate of a uh, dollar and 15 cents per $100 of assessed value. And the third quarter review was also a part of this markup or this meeting? Yes. Okay. It was. Now, okay. Now that, that's a normal <laughs> thing though, right? That is a normal <laughs> thing. That was a normal thing. Review. And it's, it's, okay. it's always incorporated at this time. And um, due to the pandemic, we did not give many things or many items normal third quarter funding. Uh, we left an open amount of funds to ensure that we can make it through to the end of the fiscal year, as well as carry them over into next fiscal year. Okay. So that third quarter review is kind of a process where getting close to the end of a fiscal year, you're able to reallocate funds, look at different programs or whatever. Am I understanding the, the third quarter review correctly? Yeah, I, I apologize. Yes, uh, you're understanding it absolutely correctly. And, and then, again, as of right now, we didn't make any recommendations other than to hold, uh, I believe it's 11 to $12 million in reserve uh, for corona funding. Now you're saying that every quarter there's going to be kind of these this review process or at least a closer look at the at the budget every quarter with the board, but it's more of a weekly thing with our team, but every quarter with the wow. board okay you know you know I, my I, job is no surprises. I do not want to be the county executive that gives them a surprise third quarter in and we're we're just rolling along first and second quarter. oh by the way, no, no that's not how it's that's not how we operate right <laughs> right. Uh, that 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 probably wouldn't be good for job security or for county operations either way. So, no, I like my job good. too. I do. I really appreciate all the things uh, the board has allowed us to do. So I'm not going to put them in that situation. God willing. I mentioned the the real estate tax rate staying the same. Uh, you know, and we we talked about this on the last podcast. You know, when you're trying to balance, you know, your budget, personal budget, any budget, um, income coming in, expenses going out. Um, I know you're always looking at the expenditures. And we talked about a little bit about the federal uh, CARES funding uh, last time. We just kind of glossed over it a little bit. Can you give us any more details about the, the CARES funding that Fairfax County is going to be receiving or has received? Yes, we received uh, about $200 million. We provided an allocation to the town of Vienna and to uh, the town of Herndon because they're in our population statistics. So we provided them uh, some funding of CARES uh, Act money as well. So we, we got a direct, um, a direct allocation from the federal government because we are uh, a municipality or a locality over 500,000. Um, the original memo that we sent out to the board stating all of the above that I just stated uh, also uh, had items in there such as nonprofit funding, uh, sustainable 
nonprofit funding. So we, we allocated almost $30 million to our nonprofits in two tranches, uh, $25 million and $5 million for sustainability. And then we listed many things that we have been expending on. Um, it's very important for our team to code COVID-19 when we're doing payroll and personnel because these are non-recurring costs. Um, the federal government did not allow us to uh, to to um, use this as a revenue replacement. So we have to expend and then provide them with a document that shows what we expended it on and how it was related to COVID. Mind you, uh, there's $200 million, the way I look at life, is five pay periods for Fairfax County. So it's, wow. a, it's a non-recurring dollar amount, but it would only last. If I put it on salary of everybody, it'd be five pay periods. So somewhere in March, it would end if we just put it on salaries. So we are looking oh. at personal protective equipment. We're looking at nonprofits and standing up, as well as looking at public health, having public health nurses um, within our general fund budget that we were going to have to keep on. So there's many things that it's going to be used for that is only related to COVID. Only related to COVID is the key. Now, why do we need to do all of this? Well, we have a lot of people in our community that are not getting the word out about COVID. So we also have language portals that we're updating in various languages. The Hispanic community has been hit quite frequently with COVID cases. 40% of our cases to date have been in Hispanic and Latino communities. So we're looking at how we can put our thinking hats on and to tell them and show them and communicate with them what they need to do if they are tested positive, how we can help as a resource. So we're spending money on, again, physical equipment, language communication, nonprofits, food pantries, you name it, things that are adversely affecting our citizens. Uh, I've heard numbers of 10% unemployment rate uh, coming down. So, you know, we are really, really looking at things that adversely impact our residents. And obviously, I, I have to buy things to ensure that our staff are protected with personal protective equipment. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mind, it's a mindless, it's a minding thing that I'm doing here. I'm, I'm really trying to be mindful of how we spend and what we spend on, but I know I have to spend a lot of it because we have this social and physical distancing that we have to deal with. I'm going to have to deal with it, as you've said, for, for quite a a long time in the future, perhaps. And, uh, who knows about a second wave come, you know, coming in the in the fall or winter if we can get through this first wave, if you will. You mentioned uh, PPE, protective, uh, personal protective equipment. I did want to mention the Fairfax County government uh, coronavirus webpage, fairfaxcounty.gov slash COVID-19. Uh, there's the language portal. You mentioned the, uh, the, the non-English outreach, which has a lot of uh, resources. But there's also uh, a rumor control page as well as a donate uh, and volunteer page, uh, one of those uh, links that you'll find on fairfaxcounty.gov slash COVID-19 goes to that uh, donate page where businesses, individuals, organizations can actually donate PPE equipment to county staff 
that are out on the front lines dealing with this kind of situation. Um, as we kind of move to wrap up, one thing I did want to get back to was um, affecting county employees when we're talking about not only the opening, further opening of county buildings, even though county employees are working, all the different um, pandemic leave uh, availabilities that there are for employees. Um, am I am I right in saying that one or some of those pandemic leave options are ending for employees? Yeah. Uh, so what we try to do is, you know, give folks the opportunity to use pandemic leave to get uh, their situations in order. Obviously, we have various ways of coding people. So the pandemic leave that we put in place ends on uh, actually ended with the last coding date of May 8th. And um, May 11th, we have to transition to the Family First Care Recovery Act. I believe that's what the what the president has called it. Um, or they can use um, their own personal leave if they still haven't been able to uh, figure out how to maintain um, taking care of their child or an elderly person. Um, so it's it's been it's been tough. I mean, I'm, what I've tried to do is give folks enough time to make plans to come back to work. I'm not saying that we haven't done a great job in teleworking. We have. But there are opportunities for us to continue moving our county forward. Again, the public is not allowed into the building. We have to provide uh, certain space restrictions, and we're working towards that. So the pandemic leave does end for employees uh, as of uh, May 8th. Um, And then we will go forward into the Family First uh, Care Recovery Act. and, there, right. and, and we've been working with uh, Kathy Spage and Human Resources in communicating that to all of our HR managers. So I'm hoping that the words have, uh, and, and the messaging has come out. I mean, uh, we're in a tough time, and we were trying to give many many of our staff the opportunity uh, to, to figure out what the next step is and how they can work uh, within uh, the confines that we see ourselves as, as of today. Mr. Hill, uh, about wrapping it up here on the Connect with County Leaders podcast. Uh, final final thoughts from you as we as we move forward in this uh, coronavirus pandemic, where we are now, and, and where you see us going, and, and where you hope we'll be going. Well, I'm going to have to say there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I want to I want to say thank you to all of our public safety, uh, public works, uh, public health, and all the folks that I see walking around. Um, the, the, the government center complexes during the daytime. Um, some even on Sundays and Saturdays, people are coming in to work. Um, I just want to say thank you for your support. Thank you for doing what you do. Uh, know that we are always on the same team and we, we really care for you. Uh, the Board of Supervisors' support has been impeccable. Uh, they are trying to be as creative as possible as we move through this budget process. They told me, first things first, uh, make sure that jobs are protected. And that has been our first mission, uh, is to ensure that everybody has a job after, be before, during, and after this pandemic. The stay-at-home orders um, have created a little bit of a challenge. You know, our, our percentage of calls have gone down significantly for fire, police, and fire. But, you know, our domestic violence calls have actually risen, and um, I'm... I'm having some trouble with that because 
you know, we all need to get along. <laughs> you know, this is a world right. that we need to get along. If you feel as though you have to um, become abusive, um, please think sec- think again. Um, if you're in a situation where you need help, please call us so we can come help you. Um, so that's been one of the troubling things I've seen during this time is the domestic violence. And, and I get a, an update from uh, James Krause every morning from the police. Those are the numbers that are going up, and that mm-hmm. really troubles me. But for the most part, I'm, I'm very, very, very optimistic about our future. Um, we've been working well with all our CAOs, uh, chief administrative officers in the region, Tim Hemstreet, um, Mark Schwartz, Mark Jenks, Chris Martino, Wyatt Shields. Done a great job. Rob Stalzer, done a great job. Mercury Payton, uh, Bill Ashton in Herndon. Thank you for your support, because if we we work together, we can make this right. And we have a long way to go. My last podcast, I said COVID-19, 20 and 21, somewhat tongue in cheek. As I look at it two weeks later, three weeks later, I think I might be close to saying, yes, it's going to be 19, 20 and 21 before we get back to some normalcy in in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, Again, we are very big part of the economic engine of the Commonwealth and you know God willing uh, we'll get back to there soon but uh, I do right. I do appreciate the opportunity to come and speak with you today Jim. Thank you sir we appreciate your leadership and again thank you for being on this edition of the Connect with County Leaders podcast uh, Fairfax County Executive Brian Hill thank you Mr. Hill and for Mr. Hill I want to say thank you to you for listening, and please join us again next time on another edition of the Connect with County Leaders podcast. This has been the Connect with County Leaders podcast. To listen to other great Fairfax County podcasts, visit fairfaxcounty.gov slash podcasts. And for additional audio content, tune in to Fairfax County Government Radio at fairfaxcounty.gov slash radio. For more Fairfax County news and event information, visit News Center online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. You also may call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Or email publicaffairs at fairfaxcounty.gov. The Connect with County Leaders podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.